Welcome back to the DNA Pest Control Podcast uh, with Daniel and Aaron. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's been a minute, huh? Um, so today is going to be Aaron's topic. He's got some good stuff uh, ready to roll out. And so sit back, buckle in, enjoy the ride. Oh, what an intro. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, heading into the new year. You know, we're talking about it before jumping on. I can't stand New Year's resolutions. I have always thought they were garbage. Um, you know, if they work for you, great. I've just believed that there's a lot more to it than saying new year, new me. You know, so something that I've been trying to work on is getting 1% better each day. You know, and that's something that you can really tie into so many aspects of life. I mean, you and I do it quite often when we talk about the gym or in sales. Yeah. You know, the power of habits and compounding on those habits. You know, those who don't know, I used to be very overweight and obese. You know, I used to be 320 pounds at my heaviest. And I know you can't see me right now, but I'm about 220, 230. Um, and being able to keep it off, I've had so many people come up and ask me like, oh, what was your secret? What'd you do? And really, they're very disappointed every time I tell them the answer. Yeah, no, I think it's... Uh Oh, what do you normally tell them? Well, I'm like, you want to know my secret? It's like, I work out and I eat clean and I don't consume more calories than I burn. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. No, I, you know, I think a lot of people don't want to hear, you know, they want to hear the secret of quick, quick results. Of course. Right. You know, so it's what's the quickest way to get a result. That's what I'm going to do. It's the easiest way. They don't want to hear. I work out every day. Yeah. You know, and people will still pry after that because there is some there are some tactics that I did. And, you know, going back to the one percent better each day, when people try to make a huge change, I feel like they try to change everything about their life at once. Mm -hmm. Right. They decide like, okay, Monday's coming up. I'm going to wake up, going to take a cold shower, going to drink a gallon of water, going to go on a mile run. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking them, like, have you ever done these things before? Like, is this something you normally do? They're like, no, but I want to turn my, I want to life, I want to turn my life around. I want to change everything. I'm like, dude, that's great, but you're going to crash and burn. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to fail. Yep. You know, so a good thing that I did, and I give this advice a lot. It's kind of like weekly habit training. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I first started for the first week, the only thing different I did in my routine was I started drinking a gallon of water a day. That's it. Didn't yeah. work out. Didn't eat anything different. Didn't go to change my sleep schedule. I just drank a gallon of water a day. The next week on top of that, I started going to the gym twice a week. And then the third week, you know, I started eating clean, stopped eating as much rice. And you have all these habits that kind of compound on top of each other. And it just becomes the way you do everything. Yeah. No, I can, I can see that because there's a lot of people who've come out and talked about certain things. Um, David Goggins, he was a big one, mm -hmm. you know, who's talked about, you know, just go to the gym, you know, for five minutes. Who cares, you yeah. know, how long you're there? You know, that's not the point. The point is to build that habit and then you start building on top of it. He goes into it being a lot more extreme because he's such an extreme guy. Sure. You know, but... I think that is, I think people, when it does come into change is they expect, uh, they want to change everything immediately. And that's the culture we live in. Mm -hmm. You know, you go, 
you know, bringing it to pest control because it's part of the podcast, right? You know, it's you get a technician who comes into a situation and he says, okay, look, you got rats. I'm just going to throw bait everywhere and that's going to, you know, magically make everything disappear, you know, and it may actually work. Good. You know, if you throw enough of it everywhere and it's readily available, eventually they're going to come across to eat it, die. But you didn't seal any holes. You didn't do anything additional. You didn't do the hard work to actually have the longevity of the results, right? You're getting mm-hmm. the results, but it is the hard way, but it, it actually gets it done. Um, so I do think it is, you know, that 1% is so crucial in everything. It's just don't, don't change everything. Mm-hmm. You just got to change one thing, you know, get in the habit of just like going to the gym and walking inside. If you do that every day for, you know, three months, eventually you're going to stay there for five, 10 minutes, right? I mean, why drive all the way there just to walk back out? So eventually you're going to stay and then you're going to start changing everything and then you're going to start seeing transformation. But I think people want that instant, you know, gratification today. Yeah. And a lot of the things they want to change overnight, how long did it take you to get there? Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about, and let's talk about sales, right? So let's say we have a salesperson who completely crashes and burns or having a hard time closing deals, but they're not, they're not going through their day. They're not practicing their pitch. They don't realize what they did right, what they did wrong. How can they improve the next day? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the 1% better is kind of a, like a minimized number. But if you think about it, January 1st to December 31st, if you actually put in a little bit of work and got 1% better each day, at the end of the year, you'd be three and a half times better at whatever you were trying to excel in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, and it compounds, but that is exactly what it is. People don't do that. And then people will see someone who uh, makes it to the NFL mm-hmm. or you went to, you know, you always hear it. Oh, I went to school with that kid. You know, well, why did that kid go to the NFL and nobody else did? Right. Why did that kid get into the NBA? And nobody else did. Mm-hmm. Why is that salesman so much greater than everybody else and everybody else sucks? Why is that tech? just exceeding in everything and doesn't have any callbacks, but everybody else does, you know, and it does come down to that 1%. It comes down to them putting in the grind day in and day out, even though they're not seeing a result. That's what it is. Because 1%, you're not going to see a result. Oh, you're, no. you're not going to see a change tomorrow. You're not going to see a change in two weeks. You're going to start seeing those changes maybe three months down the road. Mm-hmm. And that's where people fall off. People can't handle, you know, the grind day in and day out, changing a little bit better, improving a little bit, and not seeing a result yet. Because those results don't come until months down the road. I know. It's so hard for people to grasp, too. You know, I just feel like a lot of people that I come into contact with, you know, they play the poor me card, the victim mentality, where... They need to, or at least for me, I found a lot more freedom when I accepted the responsibility that like my life is exactly where it's at because it's a combination of all the decisions I've ever made. Yep. And you talk about like even Mm -hmm. like my relationships, my friendships, my bank account, you know, my fitness, literally like the car I drive, everything in my life is just a combination of every decision I've made. You know, uh, Atomic Habits, you ever read that book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. James Clear says, every action you take is a vote for the person you wish to become. Mm-hmm. 
and people sit there and they get frustrated about their circumstances and they if they were to write out every action they took on that day it'd probably scare them you know it'd probably wake them up a little bit well and that's you know uh me and my brother-in-law were talking we went to the 49er game mm-hmm. and so he was just talking about a bunch of different stuff you know, and he's like, oh, how can these guys do it? And we can't do it. And these guys are millionaires and we're not blah, 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 blah. And he's doing really well for himself, mm-hmm. you know, but he's looking at it as, you know, some people took the, you know, the express route to get to a, a point in their life that sure. others, you know, didn't take. And, and the thing is, is, I mean, it's all based off of circumstances. You know, those people were in the right place at the right time and it worked in their favor. You know, we see the success after the shit, you know, right, we right. don't, we don't see what they went through to mm-hmm. get there. We didn't see that they gave up relationships and a lot of other things. We just see the aftermath of what happened, Yeah, you know? So no one sees that grind. You know, you even look at Elon Musk. No one saw that he actually almost went broke and he put all of his money on in SpaceX and Tesla and literally was down to zero dollars. You know, mm-hmm. he literally had nothing left. No one sees that. No one even knows that story. They just see the aftermath of, oh, he's the highest paid CEO, you know, in the world. Yeah, but you didn't see when he was literally flying his, you know, he was literally traveling every single day, sleeping on friends' couches, trying to make SpaceX and Tesla work. No one saw that. Nobody wants to, yeah. No, no, and, no, and you're right. Actually, that's even a better way to say it. No one wants to see that. Yeah. No one wants to see the grind behind it. But that is, that's what it is. Is are, You know, are you putting in that 1%? And could you imagine even if you did 2%? Yeah. Or you did if you were able to completely change. I think the hardest thing is, is people want to do a big change or coming into the new year, new me, blah, 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 right? But it's, you you have to break a habit. Mm-hmm. You can't come into a new year and just expect everything to change overnight. There's no way. That's yeah. why you get the gym super packed the first couple months and then it dies. Mm-hmm. No one can keep going with it. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but I always say consistency is key. Yeah. If you're consistent on a on the high level day in day out, you are going to be successful at whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter what you do. That's true. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people put certain labels on themselves and restrictions whether it's something that happened in their childhoods, like a narrative they're telling themselves where it keeps them enclosed in this box. Um you know, I know we keep talking about the gym is just the easy kind of metaphor that we can relate to, but I was reading somewhere. Uh-huh. They said of the people that have lost over 20 pounds mm-hmm. in January, like just, you know what I mean? They did yeah, a study. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you actually. Okay. If you had to guess the percentile out of a hundred percent, how many people do you think gain the weight back? Um. Well, me personally, I would say, 99% or even 100%. That is a really good guess. It's 97. Oh, 97. Okay. 97% of the people who have lost over 20 pounds, and I did this over a couple of years. I can't remember who did the study. Yeah. But 97% of people got it back. Yeah. And it's like, how? How do you start getting that momentum and then give it all up? It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, I think that... It's, it's the grind. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's the grind day in and day out because we are in the world where it's you get everything so fast and people don't get it. I mean, I saw it when I was actively looking to buy other pest control companies. Mm-hmm. Guys broke off of big companies. They said, I'm going to start my own company and I'm going to grow it. It's just going to be massive and just like huge in a year. And it's like, uh, you you do know how much work's involved, right? Mm-hmm. And then they start with the grind. They're super excited. And six years into it, they pretty much throw in the flag and say, I'm done. I got 300 accounts, but this is a lot of work. This is way too much. That, you know, I, I wasn't prepared to do this. Well, of course not. You know, well, most people aren't. You're going from a nine to five job to now seven days a week. Come on. Mm-hmm. You're not ready for that. You know, you could even do six days when you were working. Yeah. Now you're going to go seven days. Good luck. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's really, really tough. Mm-hmm. I think that's really tough. So when people go in and even though they see that progress and they lose that weight, cause I don't think they gained that weight. I bet the study, if you looked into it, they didn't get it back in February, you know, they probably slowly gained it back in. Did it have a time frame? It was over a year. It was over a year. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's what it is, is it's over that year because what happens and everybody does it. I've seen it with so many people. They're like, oh, I'm going to go on this strict diet, but not in Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving, you know, over November, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, I, I can't do it then. And then they're like, but after Thanksgiving, I'm going to get started. Yeah. And then after Thanksgiving happens and they're like, well, Christmas is just right around the corner. Yeah. So I'm not going to stick with it until after Christmas. And then, oh, well, New Year's, we got parties and food. And then you got the Super Bowl that comes up in February. And you have Valentine's Day. So that doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to create an excuse, you know, when you can just discipline yourself. Discipline is where freedom really comes from. 100%. You know. But, yeah, going back to it, it's I, I could see why people – gain it all back Mm -hmm. it's that grind it's the day in day out and they hit the 20 pounds and then they hit a plateau and they couldn't get past that yeah because i'm sure you did it you hit i mean did you ever hit a plateau when you were going through it yeah so i remember i started at 320 and i started living in the gym i remember at the time um the girlfriend that i had at the time and i split and that's all i wanted to do was just work out and look great yeah because i was I was very overweight for most of my life, you know, and I was, I was 18 turning 19 at this point. I lost about 40 pounds in the first almost two months. Yeah. I was going insane, right? Yeah. Just Stairmaster every morning, meal prepping, lifting all the weight. I felt great. And then for about a month and a half, I was teetering, like maybe shaving off four or five pounds. And that was probably the hardest point of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I kind of had to reevaluate yeah. like, why I was doing it in the first place. And the cool thing is about that time I switched my focus because I started feeling better. Mm -hmm. I saw like when I walked up the stairs, I still had my breath, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like my joints weren't hurting anymore. Yeah. And it really became like, okay, when I'm like 60, 70 years old, I'll be able to like hike with my grandkids and do stuff and actually live a long life. Like this feels great. Yeah. I don't care about looking good anymore. Like I just feel incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. And once that focus shifted, I just kept losing it. You know? Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. I I do think mentality has a lot to deal with it too. Oh yeah. You know, because I think that's where if you don't have, 
if you don't have a big enough vision behind what you're doing and why you're doing it, mm-hmm. you're never going to stay consistent enough and you're just not going to have that drive. It yeah. won't be there. So I could see where people get hit those plateaus because their mind is no longer in it. Mm-hmm. You know, cause even my wife, uh, and she'll never listen to this so I can say whatever I want, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. <laughs> but, um, no, she would always go on Instagram and look at pictures and she's like, Oh, why does that person look like that? And I can't look like that and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, first of all, you don't know them. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what they're doing. So you're trying to compare yourself, your situation with them, which you can't do, you know, and that's a big one for everybody out there is don't compare yourself to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Even, even if it's on a success level, whatever age they're at, I need to be able to hit this point at that age. Like there's no reason to mm-hmm. their circumstances, you know, whatever they got into or whatever successes they have, it all happened in a different time on their timeline. It didn't happen on your timeline. Mm-hmm. So trying to do that and mimic that is not going to be, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's never going to work, you know? Um, but, but that's, that's where it sits is you're looking, some people will look at other people and start to compare and start to see that, but it's, you don't know what they're doing. You're mm-hmm. not getting that same level of grind, that same mentality. Yeah. You know, so you hitting that plateau at, you know, at 40 pounds Mm -hmm. and then happen to reevaluate and understand, okay, look, I'm feeling so much better. I'm going to keep pushing through this. And then you get past that and then it starts to fall again. Right. And then you lost almost a hundred pounds. Exactly. You know, I think that's what everybody needs to understand is whatever situation you're in, if you're hitting that plateau, whatever it may be in sales, services, uh, your pest control company, whatever it may be. It's consistently grind because it's not going to get better if you don't. Yeah. It's only going to get worse if you stop. Exactly. It's it's the same. It's the same with failure. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't actually fail until you give up. Yeah. Once you give up, then you've accepted failure. Now you've actually failed. Mm-hmm. So until you do that, it's still not failure. So I just think for everybody, it's stop comparing, but then also keep on with the grind. Because that's where you're going to get past certain plateaus. And even if you're not, or it doesn't seem like you're improving 1%, you will keep improving and improving as long as you keep doing it. No, I love that. Yeah. That's so. good. And I think to add on that too is there's not enough people just taking control of their life, right? Yeah. I And you can look at it in salespeople when they're not hitting numbers. You can look at it with your staff, technicians, like any aspect of life. The way I talk to people, it almost feels like I'm talking to somebody who's a passenger in their own life. You know, they kind of talk about this is where I want to be someday. You know, I want to own my business or I want to look this way or I want to have all these great things in my life. And the way they're trying to get there, it's like they're on like a public transit bus. Like Mm -hmm. they're just sitting there in the middle row looking out the window they're like, oh, hopefully I'll get there one day. Is this my stop? Nope. Oh, that's okay. I'll just go this place and do this. And it's like, this is your one shot. Mm-hmm. Like, take control and create the life you want. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. And, and you know, it, but people don't know what it takes to do that. And a lot of people, and this is going off of just what other people have said. I don't mm-hmm. know how true it is, but a lot of people are scared of succeeding mm-hmm. because if it's not failure, people aren't necessarily scared to fail. They're scared to succeed. 
Because if I succeed, now what's going to happen? Tall poppy syndrome. Yep. How many people am I going to lose in my life because I succeeded? How many Mm -hmm. people are just going to want to be around me because I have things that they want Mm -hmm. or they're going to use me for, you know? And so a lot of people are scared to do something for that. Yeah. But you're right. People don't take control of their life. People don't decide where they're going to go. Yeah. And people don't spend enough time in that place to make something happen. Yeah. You know, there's so many little memes and stuff like that where there's like a guy digging a hole and it's the two guys and one guy stops because he found a little diamond and the other one keeps going and then finds a massive diamond, right? That's like the whole concept of it Mm -hmm. is the whole concept of 1%. You know, you may see that little bit of success, that 20 pounds, and then you're like, cool, I'm giving up. I'm good. I lost it. Yeah. And then you get it all back. And then you're back to, you know, back to zero again because you didn't Mm -hmm. actually change. No. You didn't keep at it, but that's where people underestimate. They jump from position to position. They jump from job to job. Mm -hmm. They jump all the time expecting it's, it's greener, greener grass on the other side. Right. And then it's not. Okay. Well then I got to go over there because it's going to be greener over there and then it's not. And then it's over there and it's not, Mm. you know, we have a sales guy that does that. It's greener grass. It's, it's, I'm going to come over here, I'm going to do a good job, and then he falls off. And then it's got to go back, you know, you got a lot of fire back under him, and mm-hmm. then it's there. The drive isn't there behind it. Hmm. I think that's with a lot of people. Yeah. It's the it's the consistent grind that just it, it beats people up. Yeah, you know, and I, I think the work for me is constantly having those talks with myself, you know, and reminding myself where I'm at, what I want to do, and how do I bridge that gap. You know, not to get too morbid or anything, but like I think about, I've been thinking about death quite a bit, you know, mm-hmm. just with a lot of stuff that's happened in my family recently and not to be, you know, depressing or anything like that, but it's sort of like, it's such a wake up call, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like time is limited and the impact that you can make on the people in your life, it's limited, you know? Yeah. And I, I remind myself like every single person I come into contact with you know, at some point we're going to have like our last conversation. So it's yeah. like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. No, and you're it's right. like, you got to show right. up like, you know, and I'm not trying to be all like woo woo wee or like, you know, seize the day type thing, but it's like, you have to be more intentional with every day that you have. Yeah. You know, no, you know, you're, you're right. Cause I went through it. Mm-hmm. Not, not death. Okay. Let's step yeah. away from the, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the depressing side of things. No, but it did. It happened in the fact of, I talked about it. I wanted to see Tom Brady play mm-hmm. at the Patriots, not actually with the Bucks. I wanted to see him, you know, with the Patriots where he started. Uh, and I took too long to make that decision. I could have made it happen. I decided not to, it was never the right time, mm-hmm. you know, when it's it's never really the right time. No. It's never a good time to do really anything, you know, depending on the other things that you want to do. So it ended up getting pushed off till he retired. And then I was like, crap. Like, this is never going to happen. And I, I even said, I'm like, this will never happen again. I'm going to take advantage of, of all those things that I wanted to do and get it done. Because you, you, I mean, we only live once, right? Yeah. I mean, unless you believe in reincarnation, then you may live multiple lives, but you don't know what you're going to come back as. Yeah. could be a cockroach. Yeah. You could be or a rat. rat. And a then Norway you know, rat. I'm not your best friend at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be screaming for help. Um, 
but you're right. From that point, it was, you know, for me, it was like, I'm going to go see him. Yeah. And so now I've seen him twice, yeah. which is cool. Uh, so I got that box checked. Yeah. But now another thing is New Year's resolutions, right? It's uh, Blink-182. So I grew up listening to Blink-182. I really liked them. Oh, nice. And then they, you know, they stopped, mm-hmm. when, you know, years ago. And then they came out with a tour when I actually moved to California and started knocking doors. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go see them. Yeah. And I never did. And then they didn't do a tour after that. And now they are again. And they're actually going to be at the Golden One Center. It's your time. It's my time, yeah. right? So I'm not even going to say no to that. It's just going to mm-hmm. happen. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. And we literally just found a babysitter yesterday that she just loves watching kids and she'll watch the kids whenever. Perfect. Oh, dude, like stars align, man. When mm-hmm. you get your mindset on something, it literally works out. So I do agree with that is, you know, take advantage of the things, you know, what you want to do uh, now and make it happen because in the future you don't know what's going to happen necessarily mm-hmm. now don't be stupid because there are stupid <laughs> things out there you know it's like i'm gonna go buy a car i can't afford well don't be an idiot yeah you know you know be reasonable to a sense um because you're not gonna die tomorrow most likely you know so you don't have to live on that edge but it is prepare for the future but take advantage of the things that you can today you know, a small, you know, $100 ticket to go see Blink-182 isn't going to kill me, mm-hmm. you know, but that is going to be able to check that box and saying, hey, I did do that. I always wanted to. Now I can say I did it. I went. Exactly. You know, so I do agree with that is is definitely take advantage of those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what was the next thing? I know we went off on topic one. No, you're fine. <laughs> the I 1%. Mean, we kind of, uh, we kind of skimmed over into it. Um, you know, something I've been asking myself too is what would my life look like at a hundred percent or a 10 out of 10, you know, I'm doing a lot of self-evaluation so I can look at it at a daily basis or a weekly basis. Let's talk about just my position in sales, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll go out, I'll do a bunch of appointments, make a bunch of contacts, emails. It's like at the end of the day, what would I give myself on a scale from one to 10? Most days, eight, maybe nine not feeling so great, you know, and I kind of choked a little bit, be like a six or seven. Yeah. But it's like, what steps am I taking to make it a 10 out of 10? And what would that look like? Like, can you imagine if you spent an entire week at a 10 out of 10, how much different would your life be if that was normal for you? Yeah. Um, Cause no, you, you yeah. think, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you think that like, you're doing well throughout your your weeks, your months go by, things are going well, you're not really self-evaluating. But if you really think about it, it's like, yeah, I'd give myself eight and a half over the past like year. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, what would a 10 look like? What do I need to do to get there? And how would that impact the people in my life? Yeah. You know, I think, see, that's another tough one for me because I look at that and I say, and this can be with anybody in any position because it goes back to the grind. You're going to do a 10 out of 10 on a daily basis and you're probably not going to see anything because there are times that you're going to do the right thing at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. And then there's other times that you're going to do the right thing at the right time. And that's when you see that exponential growth. That's when you see these people turn from nothing to something Mm -hmm. is because they were consistently doing the right thing. They just happened to be keep, they just kept doing it at the wrong time. Sure. 
you know, I'm sure there was a, there had to have been other people who thought of an online bookstore like 20 years ago. There had to have been, Yeah, you know, Jeff Bezos just kept doing it Mm -hmm. and then he turned it into Amazon, right? Well, investors eventually turned it into Amazon, not him. Um, you know, but I think that's what it is. It, Bill Gates, Bill Gates actually, I think he was using somebody else's software in the beginning. He didn't create it. He was not the creator behind the software. He actually ended up buying it and he made it into Microsoft what it is today. You know, so I think that's just what it is. I think it's doing those right things, 10 out of 10, keeping it up. Um, even though you're hitting it at the wrong time, because that's going to happen. And I don't think people would, you know, seeing my life at a 10 out of 10, it would be phenomenal. I think there would be a lot of great things that would happen. Mm -hmm. I think the grind, though, is so, so hard. Yeah. And going back to our points earlier, everybody you just brought up, nobody wants to look at the mountain of failures behind a great success. Oh, yeah. It's like any real successful enterprise, there's, even look at our look at our operation. Mm-hmm. Even in the short time that I've been here, all the success that we've built and all the momentum we've gained and all the wonderful things we're doing, we've had a lot of failures on the way. Oh yeah, you know, but it's necessary. It's mm-hmm. part of the process. It's yeah. part of that grind you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I see that too. It, it definitely is. And bringing that up, it was actually funny. I got a call from a guy named Harold. Hmm. Just Harold saved in my phone. Okay. okay. And I'm like, who's Harold? And why did he call me? Like, who is this guy? Well, like a year and a half ago, I was trying to get a business loan set up and it wasn't working out. Yeah. You know, cause the two companies, the other company, the other owner, how he did his taxes, it was all bad. Sure. They wouldn't give me the loan. They're banks, banks. That's just how they work. So if you guys are out there, you're dealing with banks. If the taxes don't look good, they're not going to give you money. Doesn't matter what you show on paper. Doesn't it? Doesn't matter P and L. It doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account. They really don't care. They don't care. They just want to see: Are you making money? Or are you not? Mm-hmm. Well, this guy, how he did it, we weren't making anything. Okay, so we were, but we weren't because they saw the taxes. Mm-hmm. So fast forward a year and a half, this guy switched banks. He calls me up and he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember some of the numbers." And he was kind of running through the numbers. He's like, "Yeah, you were doing this." that year and then i think last year or the year before you did this and now where are you at today and i tell him he's like whoa like what like that's that's pretty good like good job congratulations and i'm like well yeah dude it better i mean i've been putting in 24 hour days yeah like it better be freaking something exactly you know but no nobody sees that you know no one saw you know shit hitting the fan multiple times mm-hmm. along the road. Not even our customers know that. Nobody knows. Yeah. You know, I mean, inside the office, everybody can see it. Yeah. You know, what's happening. But the outside, you know, the stress level was high, but everything was taken care of. Exactly. But it's, you know, are you willing to put in that grind? Are you willing to make, you know, maybe you're being a little lazy one day and you have a five out of 10, but are you willing to get it back to 10 out of 10? Mm-hmm. If it has to be. It's a good point. Momentum. Yeah. And then can you keep it there on a consistent basis? Yeah. I think that's another hard one. Yeah. I think people underestimate the the value of momentum, mm-hmm. you know, especially on self-improvement. You know, if you've never really done it before and you got to start from scratch, of course, it's going to be hard to get going. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, like a, like a bowling ball, like coming down the hill. It's like, if someone dropped it like a few feet in front of you, you can stop it. No problem. Mm-hmm. But if they're like 30, 40 feet up and they drop it, dude, you better get out of the way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's going to wreck you. And you think, and I think about that a lot with momentum because like habits compound on each other going back to the first point, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a lot easier to stay moving or to stay learning, stay growing if you've been putting in the work already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that to add on this, you know, is a guy that was my manager, Mm -hmm. you know, he actually, that's one thing that kind of shook me was when he was, when we were talking about it way back when, cause I was lost. I was like, what do I do? You know, right out of right out of high school, I'm knocking doors, I'm selling, I'm doing something I've never done before. I wasn't yeah. in sales before. I literally turned 18 in May. I moved out of my house in June, the first week of June, because that's when graduation was. Mm-hmm. And I was gone. They got you. Yeah, I was out. You know, so, but I was lost. You know, I just mm-hmm. kind of did it because that was kind of the cool thing to do, blah, blah, blah. That's just what I wanted to, you know, get out and get away, see new places, right. do new things. Right. Um. But he broke it down. He essentially, going back to what you said in the beginning, is what you're doing today is creating your path for tomorrow Mm -hmm. or your future. You know, so maybe something you do today isn't going to affect you directly today, but it will affect you 20 years from now. Yeah. It will affect you 10 years from now. And it hit me because I started thinking back and I was thinking, holy shit. Literally everything I was doing from middle school got me into the position to where I was in high school. Bingo. Uh-huh. And then even getting into that position to work with him had everything to do with what I did when I turned 16. See. Or I would have never even met the guy. Mm-hmm. And so if if you're that present in your life, some people just like their life's a blur and they don't even know what's going on, right? But if you can actually go back and recall what you were doing and how you were doing things, it's it's amazing to see that difference in what it can create in the future, you know? Because even now, going back, we're going to look back at the moment we met at the gym. True. And you're, you know, now it may not be relevant. Maybe it's just like, ah, whatever, ah, cool, you know. But ten years from now, that's a pretty substantial fork in the road. Yeah, it's it would it's going to be massive, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's even going back to like Tina, mm-hmm. just meeting her, getting her sold on service, and then eventually getting her pulled into the office. What is that going to create? What's that ripple? Yeah. You know, so seeing that is what you're doing today, how you're affect, you know, how you're living your life can really change that direction and create something massive, which goes back to the 1%. It goes back to being 10 out of 10 every day. Mm-hmm. It goes back to all of that mm-hmm. is being aware of what you're doing today. Are you growing at a 1% level? Are you creating connections? What are you doing? And how is that going to happen? Exactly. You know, dropping off a business card to a guy where we ate lunch may not mean anything today but maybe in a week from now when we get both of his restaurants on his house on his family's house is on you know that can start creating that massive effect Mm -hmm. so it is it it is pretty cool to look back but that guy when he said that it hit me so hard that it was like literally that next day 
I think I had like 10, 15 books and I was just asking everybody, what have you guys read? What do you guys mm-hmm. like suggest? What can I like? How can I fill my head full of whatever I can? Cause I have to change my life yeah. and it has to happen today. I wasn't addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in prison. I didn't hit a low in my life. There was really not anything bad going on other than I was lost. Yeah. And it was, I need to figure out where I need to go. Yeah. It was not on January 1st. Mm-hmm. It was not the new year, new me. Good for you. <laughs> it was actually midsummer. Yeah. And it hit me like a rock, but that changed me. And from then on out, it was, I'm going to start filling my head with knowledge, you know, and positive things and really turning my life around. And, and then, you know, and, and that just kept going. It shows. You know. Decisions compound on each other. Oh, for sure. You know. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because you you get people who are, you know, wow, you're really intelligent or you're really smart. And then you may have not even graduated high school mm-hmm. because you don't have to. You right. don't have to have a piece of paper. But what are you doing? Are you consistently learning mm-hmm. or are you consistently filling your head with stupid stuff? Exactly. Because a lot of people, it's the, you know, it's the latter. They're just filling their head with stupid stuff. And then they get, you know, people are talking to them and you're like, wow, that person's really uneducated. Yeah. And then they wonder why that's like they they wonder why they haven't made these advancements in their life. They don't have the job they want or the relationship they want, or, you know, or just the life they want in general, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I can't remember where I heard it, but it's like, you're born looking like your parents, but you die looking like your decisions. Oh, that's good. That's you know good. what I mean? Yeah. Cause so many people want to relay it like, Oh, I come from this family or I was born on this side of town or no one in my family did this or everyone in my family is overweight. And it's like, that's all fine, but this is your life. Mm-hmm. you know you decide yeah and actually talking about that fun little fact to throw out there so i went on like a whole health like learn everything about health stuff oh nice yeah so they actually went into genetics and going about that is your surroundings and things like that sure. is there's only like five percent genetics of what you're actually going to die from that you can't control Whoa. Yeah. Everything else you can actually control. So if your family is obese and they had heart problems, it's most likely because you went down the same path and you were just eating the same food as always. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was me. It, but it, it happens to a lot of people is once you get, you change that environment, you see differences in family members and siblings and you're like, dude, how the heck is that guy like super skinny and fit? And that guy's fat. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, they're changing their environment. Yeah. So this problem, this guy's going to die from heart disease and this guy's not, right? Yep. But they're siblings and heart disease is in their family. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually based off of what, it's really not genetics at that point. Yeah, even crazier. I, I've heard people even associate some stuff like alcoholism mm-hmm. or like addiction. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, I, I drink like this because my dad is an alcoholic. It's like, What? And it's like, oh, yeah, his dad was an alcoholic, too. It's like, do you hear yourself talking right now? Well, we create labels on ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. You know, so we create who we are, and then we start to associate ourselves with that. Mm -hmm. Just like if you woke up every day and said, uh, you're successful, you always succeed, your family's successful, that's how you got it. Your great-great-grandpa that you never knew was really successful. Did you know that? you start to believe that, guess what? It's in your blood now. Mm, And you mm. naturally will be successful. You just have to believe it. Yeah. You know, most people don't have that belief. 
so they can start working on that by 1% a day. How about you just wake up and say that you're awesome, Mm -hmm. you know, and eventually you're going to believe it. Yeah. And eventually you're going to pull yourself out of those slumps because you were just changing that one thing and that's it. That's all you had to do. But other people will go and put that negative. Well, my dad was a drug addict and his dad was a drug addict and his dad was a drug addict. So I'm going to be a drug addict and my son's going to be a drug addict and Mm -hmm. his son's going to be a drug addict. Well, of course, everyone's going to be drug addicts, right? Yeah. But drugs didn't just like pop into your system. Mm -hmm. You had to go and consume them. You made the decision to do that. Yeah. So people put those labels and they bring themselves just like trying to create you know, a 1% increase every day, people actually create a 1% decrease mm-hmm. and get worse. Yeah. So as much as we're saying you can do one or the other, well, at one, you can do the other. Mm-hmm. You can tear yourself down. Oh yeah. You hear it all the time. I mean, whether it's a salesperson or someone in the office, they could say, oh, I'm just not very good with customers or I'm just not very good with objections or, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. they're putting these things on himself and it's like, well, do you want to be better at it yeah you know it's like oh i've never been good at math so i'm not good at numbers yeah that's oh yeah that's just something you told yourself yep over and over again yeah until it becomes the truth and and you're and it's it's that is so true you have to be careful what you tell yourself Mm -hmm. self-talk is huge yeah a lot of people talk about it and a lot of people throw it to the you know throw it in the trash but it's a big one and it can really change your life so my suggestion with everybody listening and if you held with us for this long, thank you. It, yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, we went on some good rants, uh, but really, it it is the new year. We're starting fresh, uh, which is good for a lot of people. A lot of people need that reset. And if that is you, don't create a laundry list of these massive changes uh, that you have to get done this year. You know, make something small and do a small shift and focus on one thing. Don't focus on a thousand things. You know, one prime example, and then we'll come to a close and we'll hear Aaron's suggestion on this. Um, But one thing that I did, you know, just on the business side of things is we started focusing just a little bit on commercial sales you know, just on the commercial side, just a little bit. We didn't do a massive push. We didn't change everybody. We didn't shift all technicians to only go after commercial properties, only train on commercial property. It was just a little shift. And what we've created from it has been phenomenal and amazing. And you've seen it, you know, um, from what we were before and how many commercial properties have come on since then. And that's actually only been one year, just so you know. See, and starting from (laughs) when we first started it, it seemed so foreign. And as we built the momentum, it's like going into each week, it's like, hey, what commercial accounts do we have lined up? Mm -hmm. Where are our contacts? Who, you know, what are our follow ups? What are we doing? It's like, it's such a normal part of our sales process now Mm -hmm. is targeting these commercial accounts. Like you said, we just started doing it. I wasn't even here at the very start of it. No, There's, there's enough commercial accounts now. Sorry to cut you off. There's enough now that we actually need a tech. Yeah. Full-time tech to do just commercial accounts. That was non-existent a year ago today. It's incredible. Yeah. So that small shift, and we did nothing that phenomenal. It wasn't this massive change. But that's why I throw that out to anybody. If it's personal goals, if it's business goals, if it's sales goals, if it's office goals, my suggestion, pick one thing and focus on it. 
mm-hmm. and change that. And don't worry about anything else right now. Just focus on making that 1%. And that 1% change that you're going to do on a daily basis, make sure that it's a 10 out of 10 day. That you did everything possible to get that 1% and change it. Well said. Yeah. So what do you think? If you threw something out there for somebody, I know you have a lot of goals this year. You got a lot of stuff going on. Tons of stuff. So Tons of stuff. You actually wrapped it up pretty well. I will say, I think there needs to be a little bit more emphasis on just starting. Just do it. Like There's so many times I hear people like, oh, even even like a podcast, people are like, oh, I want to have this amazing podcast, but... You know, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what my family's going to think or my friends are going to think I'm weird because I'm putting out this content or, you know, I don't want to open a business. I don't want to open a sales department because I don't know what's going to happen. It's like, just start. Mm-hmm. Just start and get better each day. Though, If your heart's in it and you actually care about it, the momentum will take you to places you didn't think could happen. Look at what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. When, I, when, like you said, at the gym. Yeah. seems like such a tiny fork in the road when we first had that conversation. And now we're talking about expanding to like the Bay area and, mm-hmm. you know, opening a couple satellite offices. It's like, yeah. we're not even really comprehending how fast things are moving. I don't think. Yeah. You know, and how great it's becoming so quickly yeah. just because each week, each day we're revisiting like, Hey, how did we suck? And how can we not do that next week? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. I think that's good. So everyone out there, you know, take that one thing, if you want to use my advice, or you can take Aaron's, <laughs> and just just get it done. Go out there and do it. Uh, execute on a high level. Uh, go through the grind day in and day out. Uh, don't jump because you think there's this massive opportunity sitting on the, you know, the lawn over. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time you end up falling behind everybody else who just kept on grinding. Yep. And that's the the sad truth. Some people get away with it. Most do not. Yep. Consistency is always going to be talent. Yep. Always. Always. And you hear that actually from the greats. Mm -hmm. You know, Kobe Bryant, great. What did he do every single day? He was up early before everybody else and he was practicing. He Mm -hmm. was drenched in sweat. So many players have seen him. And they're like, I'm going to beat him down there. And by the time they get down there, he's already like, dude, I'm done. I already mm-hmm. did my workout and I'm going round two after this. <laughs> you know, Will Smith, he talks about it. You know, he, it doesn't matter. Like, are you willing to die on that treadmill? Cause I'm going to run faster and harder than you are. And I'm going to die doing it. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to die? Cause if you're not, I'm going to beat you, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, it's crazy to hear those things from those people, but it sounds so simple, but it's so hard. Yep so hard to you know execute on a consistent level but thanks everybody uh for sticking with us um on this dna pest control podcast i know it wasn't a lot about pest control but it has everything to do with pest control stay working stay grinding uh technicians owners office i don't care what you're doing in the pest control industry uh, this all relates to you and your goals for this year especially what you want to hit um, no more, no, no new year, new me, you know, just change, just do it, just get it done and stay consistent. Uh, but thanks for listening to the DNA pest control podcast. <laughs>